You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Make sure that you are prepared to receive what you asked God for. Oh, that is a very good one. And when I saw the title of the show, Don't Arrive Before You Get There, it made me think of this Jamaican term my mother would always say, don't be too previous. Uh, Dead ass. Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm Deval. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take <laughs> Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. Story time. So, this was season two of Sisters. And we were dealing with quarantine. Mm-hmm. And there was a young man who had booked a guest star on the show. Right? And I'm not going to say which character he played, but he booked a guest star on the show. Mm-hmm. Long story short, he was a little overzealous because it's his first time booking a guest star. And we were in quarantine. And he wanted to rehearse. And at the time, I had several scenes before his. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't prepared to give him any time because I had to do those scenes first in the day. He wasn't used to our shooting schedule. Granted, he really wasn't used to the shooting schedule. I don't think anybody's used to our schedule. (laughs) No, this this is brand new. Like, this was brand, this was 2020. And he was getting upset because I hadn't allotted any time for us to work together mm-hmm. so he went to the producers he went to the studio heads and was complaining complaining had a, so finally I made time mm-hmm. once I made time I tried to explain to him how the shooting schedule was and he got upset because he thought I was trying to haze him mm-hmm. so I was like dude like I'm trying to give you you know what I'm saying he's like oh if you're not prepared blah 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 I'm like bro I'm trying to explain to you where I'm at in this process dude slams the door and mm-hmm. before he slams the door he goes see you on set buddy yikes so I'm like alright now, I'm a professional. Also, this is a very stressful time. So I ain't had no time to even care or consider how upset he was. I didn't care. I just I had work to do. Mm-hmm. Two days go by. I do my scenes. Finally, one of the producers called me and said, Deval, I apologize for that. You know, he's not aware of the shooting schedule. I said, don't worry about it. I got time now. Let's, let's go rehearse. Me and him finally get, get a chance to break bread. I explained the process. Da, 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 da. We rehearse for about 40 minutes. 
Now it's time to actually shoot the scene mm-hmm. when we get there. Tyler's sitting there. Deuce is there. Everybody's ready. He calls one action. Take. We only get one take. One take. We call action. He forgets every word that he was supposed to say. Nice. And it was your fault because you didn't rehearse <laughs> no, with him. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. I rehearsed with him the day before. We sat down for 30 minutes. Now right. the scene was only two pages. I was about to say, was it a hefty scene? No. It was not a hefty scene. He was a guest star. He only had those two-page scene. Like, I think he had seven lines. Mm. Seven lines in the two pages. But he was the one directing where the scene was going. So I couldn't even ad-lib to help him mm-hmm. because it was something particular he was supposed to do in the scene. Right. And he kept getting to that part and, and forgetting. forgetting. Oh, and right. ultimately, he was replaced. Mm. I was about to say, because people about to be connecting dots over there. Y'all know y'all like to connect dots. Y'all know people love to connect dots. But that's why I ain't say which role so he had. so they think. I, I, right, right. Because they, this has happened to multiple people on multiple seasons. But mm-hmm. in any event, he was replaced. Well, And when we get some time to come back, I'm going to break down why this story is so important to what we were talking about. Especially towards the end of the year. Because mm-hmm. I want you guys to go into the top of 2024 with a new insight on how you want to approach life. Love that. We'll be back. All right, karaoke time. Karaoke time. In the spirit of the time of year, my favorite. This is your favorite time. Favorite yes. time of year. So y'all do know that we pre-record these shows. This, there's no secret there. Mm-hmm. But if you're watching right now, the reason why you don't see any Christmas stuff is because it's not <laughs> Christmas time yet. But trust me. By the time this oh, comes out, yeah. there will be Christmas trees everywhere around Every this house. Where I cannot wait. Actually, in this moment, once I get through this recording yeah. session and we're like, you know, in a good space with all our family stuff, I am going to go off. Go off. Go off. You got to make the the house look like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere we go It's the most wonderful go ahead, time baby. of the year No, 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 sing your favorite What's your favorite? Let it snow Go ahead Let it snow Let it snow The Timberland version. I miss snow. <laughs> I just remixed. Do you that. miss snow? No, don't? I don't. I don't miss snow. Um, no, let me not say that. I miss the light, powdery snow. I was about to say that's that. easy to remove from your walkway. <laughs> yeah, but that frozen, dirty, nasty, slushy snow Man, that be in New York after the third listen. day of the blizzard. I don't miss that. Do you miss digging out a parking spot, doing all the no, work to dig it out, no. get out the spot, to leave the spot, to have somebody else pulling that bitch? I don't miss that, bro. At all. I don't miss it at all. <laughs> all right, let's go pay some bills and we will be back and we'll get into the meat of the show. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today. 
told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. All right, we're back. Today, we're talking about not arriving before you get there. How do we avoid that? As I said in my soundbite, don't buy the act too previous. Previous <laughs> meaning like, listen, slow down. You ain't there yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got got some work to do. Yeah. So going back to your story about homeboy, so, you think it was more so just in the moment he probably just like caught nerves. Maybe he was prepared, but maybe got stage fright in that moment. Um, no, this I, I to be honest, I, I know he ha- he got stage fright. I know that happened, but that's also the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I say don't arrive before you get there, or be prepared for what you've asked God for. 
It's to not skip the process of preparing yourself so mm -hmm. that once you finally get the opportunity, mm -hmm. you can deliver. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people are excited about the end goal, right? They like, they see something, they set goals, which setting goals is part of the process, mm -hmm. but you can't ignore the process. Right. You know what I'm saying? For example, um, this book that I've been reading, it's called Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. And it, it talks about how you have to get better 1% every day. Right, trying to achieve getting better one percent every day is way more sustainable than saying my goal is to get here, mm -hmm. and once I get here, then I'm good. Because what happens is when you create habits, that's why it's called atomic habits. Right. If you create habits that get you one percent better every day, once you reach your goal, it's easier to sustain because you've created a habit mm -hmm. that you can live through. Right. It's like it's like making a lifestyle change as opposed to doing a fad diet. Right. Preparation because it's right. sustainable. Yeah. And I feel like the young man at that time was taking a fad diet approach to how he was going to reach his goal. It's like, mm -hmm. I want to get here and I want to do my best performance. So it's like, dude, you didn't even read the room, mm -hmm. see what the process is. And that's another thing I want to talk to people about is, is also mm -hmm. how you decide what you are going to do and take action. Right. Um, there's a book I read a long time ago, which I started to, re-listen to again it's mm -hmm. called um thinking like a spy mm. right thinking like a spy okay and it has a breakdown of how you approach problems mm -hmm. right and it's the dada method mm -hmm. right which means you collect data mm -hmm. you then analyze the data mm -hmm. you then make a decision and then you act Oh, D-A-D-A. D-A-D-A, right? Okay. So it's data, analysis, decision, action. Mm -hmm. But what happens is people don't realize that you can only apply this to a certain relationship. Relationships mm -hmm. matter, right? Mm -hmm. And there are three types of relationships, right? You have a zero-sum relationship. You have a positive-sum relationship and a negative-sum relationship. Mm -hmm. A zero-sum relationship is like this. There's, there's one job opportunity. There's two people going for the one job opportunity. Somebody's going to get it. Somebody's not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Our relationship here is zero sum. Like we can't gain anything from each other. Right. Only one of us is going to gain access to right. it. That's one type of relationship. Mm -hmm. Then you have a positive sum relationship. Like what we have, a marriage. Mm -hmm. We both have something to gain. So it's a positive sum relationship. Right. I give to you, you give to me. Or we hope. <laughs> or, no, <laughs> in matter marriages. Fact, or in marriages, right? or we hope. it could be very lopsided. Yes. Right. And then you have negative sum relationships mm -hmm. where ultimately you just hope you get the, the greater of the least thing. For example, war. Mm. Right, war is a negative sum relationship. Right, both sides really are losing. No one winning. Yeah, right. And what happens is, once you realize you're losing more than someone else, that's when someone concedes. Mm -hmm. The first thing I want people to do is realize in relationships what type of relationship is this. Mm. It's funny you mentioned that because you know, yeah. Um, to to just branch off onto relationships real quick, just something that I've learned. Um, because at this point I'm 40. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> my birthday is past. And mm -hmm. um, one thing I was very deliberate about um, doing as I approached 40, because I think there's something about like milestone birthdays or like yeah. feeling like there's a new beginning, a new decade that you want to do is, is almost like a cleansing that happens. It's uh, an assessment of where you've been and what you've been doing, things that you've accomplished, things that you mm -hmm. haven't, how you're going to now implement changes in your life and in your lifestyle to then achieve things that you want to achieve moving forward. And one thing I did with relationships is leave people where they are because I was very much 
the person that wanted to try to fix certain things and solve things and felt like if I said my piece, then it would evoke change and, you know, trying to get people to see things from my lens. And I've realized that that wasn't working. And people don't owe me anything, right? I can say my piece, but no one owes me anything per se, regardless of the relationship. So I then decided I was just going to compartmentalize, you know, people, friends, family, people who I have to interact with and just know that if I set up certain boundaries and parameters for understanding this is how this person is and I won't take offense to how they are, I can then move accordingly after. So, so let My me ask expectations a, are lower. So let me ask a question. Most of the relationships we have in our life are zero-sum or positive-sum relationships. Right. Mo- most of them. Most of them. We, we very hope. rarely have a negative-sum relationship. Typically... A negative some relationship would be like an enemy that you have, or like if you mm-hmm. have a neighbor that you hate. Right. So most of our our relationships are, are that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're putting people in categories of positive sum or zero sum? And it's like if you're in a zero sum relationship, what value do you have to me to continue to maintain this relationship? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. When you look at a relationship, it's like, uh, is this ben- uh, uh, mutually beneficial for both of us? So how how do you decide whether you put people in mm-hmm. a zero sum or a positive sum mark in your book? You know, when I really think about it, every, you know, t- every just, time, every I time, I just fucking said me every and my time notifications. We got that on camera, every my time. nigga, every time. my nigga, that was Mimi cameras. telling me, me she's bored at the plane, baby. Yup. I only left my notification on because my chip, my mother is flying right, with my right. child. Because vibrate, because sure. vibrate doesn't work, right? Because vibrate Speaking doesn't of vibrate, work. I can't find my vibrator. Do you know where it is? Why would I know where your vibrator is? Why would I eat? Why? Dead ass. I thought it was in my side drawer, and I don't know where it is now. But no, can we can we unpack why I would know where it is though? Just I don't know if it's like in the sheets somewhere mixed up. I don't know. No, but I did find chocolate in the sheets this morning. You sure did. I thought. So that let me that tell y'all sharded, another y'all. story, right? Let me I tell y'all another story. Just it. Yo, yo, yo! Real talk, right? Kay likes to eat chocolate after she smokes a little weed, right? <laughs> so last night, I was smoking my weed like I typically do. And Kay goes, baby, can you shotgun me? So I shotgun her, right? Shotgunning is when you smoke the smoke into her mouth because she doesn't want to pull from the bomb. So I shotgun her, right? Within about 30 seconds, Kadena's laid back on the couch. <laughs> I super low, right? Slumped. Now, mind you, she's been on her... I got to get to 40 fine tip. Mm-hmm. So, so I've been good. She's sitting there while we watch Succession. And then slowly she gets up. <laughs> I say, Kay, where you going? She just says, hmm? <laughs> I already know where she's going, right? I hear rummaging in the pantry like we have a 140-pound mouse <laughs> in the pantry. I hear... Then she comes out, right? She comes out with a bulge under her robe and a little bit of chocolate by her lip, right? Mind you, I don't make it hot because I'm like, first of all, I'm watching Succession. Then I'm like not going to argue with her about her eating chocolate at two in the morning. Right. So I'm Thanks. watching Succession <laughs> and like every like six minutes, all I hear is. <laughs> and then I see her slide it in the side of her mouth. Like the thing is, she's right handed, but she was sitting on my left side. She was so high. She didn't realize that she was using her right hand and had her face away from me, but putting it in the left side of her mouth. Like I couldn't see it. Like I couldn't see it. Still didn't say nothing, right? Did I shut up? We go in the bedroom, right? We go in the bedroom. Now, when she get high, she turned into a different type of demon, all right? <laughs> we, had a, we had a great time last night. We had a great time last night. Mind you, I was high too, okay? So the great time was, was like, 
it was felt. But then when you have those times and those moments, like you don't necessarily remember going to sleep. Like you, you know yeah, what I'm talking about. Yet. I don't remember going to sleep. I remember waking up. But I remember waking and up and I remember getting out of the bed. And when I look back in the bed, there was just brown streaks. <laughs> Brown streaks like all in the bed. All on your side. All, on my, all on my side. How'd that happen? I, so so here's the crazy part. At first, I panicked. So I go down <laughs> to the sheet and I'm like, I don't remember falling asleep. Did I not remember going to the bathroom? So I'm like, <laughs> I go to smell the sheets. It's chocolate. <laughs> Yo. It's chocolate. Like smeared all through the sheets. It's all over like, the sheets, it's my G. So ridiculous right now, y'all. So ridiculous. And then she wake up, she, I said, okay, look at this, right? She wake up, she look at me, she go, what's that? I said, what do you think it is? So then I pick up one of the little chocolate balls that's there, because she be having the time. So then I said, look, I put it in her face. She go, man, I thought you sharded. Yo. How did we get here? I don't know how we got here, but I will tell you this, This though. is the perfect example of a positive sum relationship. <laughs> them, she- them sheets is messed up. Bro. They are. I got it. Yeah. This is messed up. But well, we're done here. I you got to stop eating chocolates in the middle I, of the I night, do. bro. I just need to stop buying them so they're not even in the house because that's one of the things I'm allergic to, y'all. You know how many <laughs> sheets? Still going in. You know how many sheets she done messed up with <sighs> chocolate? Yeah. And these sheets, the sheets are like tan this time around, too. So. All on my back? Pause, <laughs> man. I'm sliding in chocolate at night. I don't even realize, man. Let me get back to what was what was he talking about? I forgot what we talking about. I don't about. even know where this falls in the episode, or this could be a whole outtake. Episode. I don't know, but I just had to tell y'all this story because she was wild this morning. Okay, but yes. So back to the relation. So when I really think about breaking down relationships, to me, a positive some relationship are relationships that I chose to engage in because I feel like they're beneficial for both parties. I.e. Friendships. Okay. So like my close-knit circle of friends who are all of maybe five people, Mm -hmm. those are positive some. Of course, my husband goes without saying. Mm -hmm. um, My children go without saying. Zero-sum was the other one? Yes, zero-sum relationships. Zero-sum relationships, I feel like, can potentially be family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, just because we family don't mean that we got to A, get along, hang out like that. I may not fuck with you like that. I may not agree with the things you do or say. But it's like we have some sort of relationship by blood. Because we have to be in because the same we have space. to be. So the reason why I'm glad you said that is because when I look at zero sum relationships for me, I look at family and I look at um, employers, employees, co-workers. Yes. Right? Yes. If we're not friends and you're just an employer or an employee or an associate, mm-hmm. then we have a zero-sum relationship, mm-hmm. right? Zero-sum relationship. And the reason why that's important mm-hmm. is because of what we are talking about, right? Don't mm-hmm. arrive before you get here. Also, understanding when the moment is going to come is also understanding who in your relationship group is going to help you with said goal, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of times we put pressure on someone who has a zero-sum relationship. Right. This is an associate. Yeah. Right. This is a family member we yeah. don't talk to often, mm-hmm. but we know that that family member can get us to a certain place. It's mm-hmm. not mutually beneficial, but I want something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what we often do. We pressure that person to put us in a position where we can be successful or call on them. Yeah. Or, or call on them. Mm-hmm. But here's the crazy part. Since it's a zero sum relationship, that person gains nothing from telling you you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. That person, a lot of times will say, go ahead, take the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens? You fuck it up. Right. Because you you lost yourself 
and trying to get to the goal and not understanding that there is a process to prepare yourself. Or they don't want to put you on because you might fuck their name up in the process. And that is like, true. you know what? No, you can't do X, Y, Z. So I'm, this is what has to happen, which is what I think happened a couple of times, I think, to both you and I, mm -hmm. where people expected for us. I mean, granted, Deval and I feel like we're still doing the work. Like, even though we have gotten to this point in life, yeah, in our absolutely. careers, we're still not where we want right. to be ultimately. However, from the outside looking in or for people who are just starting, they mm -hmm. feel like, man, y'all are like where I want to be. So how did you get there? So they expect a sense of entitlement, particularly yes. people who, you know, could yes. be family. They expect for you to just place them in the position to absolutely. be where you are. Absolutely. Just because you're there already absolutely. without having done the work. Without mm -hmm. having put in the hours, you know, without having done the research. What was it? D-A-D-A? D-A-D-A. It's data, analysis, mm -hmm. decision, action. I'm going to get to that because when people get to, when people get to the D-A-D-A, the then they really break it down. They're like, oh, I see why I have an issue in my life. People, we out here dadding, just D-A-D. <laughs> they don't want an action part. They just want to, they, they may do yeah. some of the data. They may see the analysis. They decide what they want, but then they don't want to put the action to Can it. Can I tell through. you what? I'm going to tell you why. Let me, let me finish out that thought, but I'm going to tell yes. you why. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. the, what I realized the young man did in that moment, right, arriving before he got there, mm -hmm. he didn't realize that he and I relationship is a zero-sum relationship. Mm -hmm. I gain nothing from you. Mm -hmm. I ask nothing from you. I need nothing from you. Mm -hmm. But you want something from me, right? I'm trying my best. He didn't do any data or analysis before he decided to make a decision and act. Right. He immediately... Went to the producers, not doing any data, not doing any analysis to see what the room was never like. Never read the room. Never yeah. read the room. And he put himself in a situation where, okay, you wanted this so bad. Mm -hmm. Now you got it. Mm -hmm. And the person that could have helped you navigate that, you pretty much shit on me. Mm -hmm. You you slammed my door, said, see you on set, buddy. And a lot of <laughs> and the reason why I use that as Yikes. an example is because, bro, you arrived before you got there. Mm -hmm. You didn't do any of the necessary research. Now- I'm going to get to D-A-D-A -D -A and why the last A is never done, mm -hmm. right? Data. To get data is to do what? Watch. Mm -hmm. Does it cost you anything to get data most mm -hmm. of the time? Right. No. Watch. No. It does right? take time, though. It takes time, but does it cost you anything mm -mm. tangibly? No. Mm -mm. Analysis. To look at the data that you've already accrued, right? Does it cost you anything to do that? Mm, nope. No. Now you have to make a decision. I got all my data. I got my analysis. I have to make a decision. Based on the first two, this is what I'm going to do. Does it cost you anything to make a decision? No. But now you have to act on the decision you made. And you know what costs money? Action. Mm -hmm. Action costs money. Whenever you decide that you have to do something for your career, there is going to be a cost associated with that action. Most times, people get to the action and they do nothing. You know why? Because a lot of times they've arrived before they got there. Mm -hmm. You don't even have in place the ability to spend the money. And when I say money, I'm talking figuratively. Mm -hmm. You don't have the necessary tools to act on the decision you're about to make. And that's what happens when you arrive before you get there. If you sit down and you do the necessary data and you analyze, once you make a decision, you have to first ask yourself, can I provide myself with the necessary steps to be successful in this action after the decision I made? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, that's not the decision for you. But a lot of times people don't do that. They move off of emotion. They make a decision. And now they're trying to perform an action without having the necessary uh, tools to be successful in that action. 
and they kill themselves, figuratively speaking. I think to take it a step further, some people don't even do the DA part. They just decide. <laughs> they just decide. They wake up and they just decide. Because I agree with you. doing the due diligence and doing the work, like pulling data and research and analysis sounds good. And some people may do that. But I think especially now in this generation of, and this this world of like instant gratification and microwave yeah. relationships and all that, people just decide, like, I want to do this. And they don't even do the data and analysis part. And then the action is questionable because they may put it into action without having a plan or the follow through isn't there. So they're not really actionable. So you know what, what are we I'm doing? Smiling? We're just moving, but moving, not moving forward. But not moving, no progress. We're just moving with no progress. You're absolutely there you right. Go. Sorry, why are you smiling? But you know I'm smiling? Why? Because you're absolutely right. Remember mm -hmm. the two books I talked about? Mm -hmm. Atomic Habits is really how you can start uh, creating that, that foundation to always go D-A-D-A. Atomic Got habits. You. you see what I'm saying? So I see how you're tying it back you in. See how I'm tying it back so in. So by doing the habits and doing that little bit, one percent getting better every single day, you're training yourself yes. to be in the position to then yes. DADA. Yes. Like mm. DADA can't be something you do once you get the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because since it's not a habit, you can't you can't really formulate an idea or a plan because you haven't practiced doing DADA all the time. And the consistency won't be there. Absolutely. And one thing I've learned about being successful is that if you lead with your moral compass, right? If you have ideals in place and you let your ideals drive you towards your dream, mm -hmm. when your dream or your opportunity comes, they're rooted in your ideals. Mm -hmm. But if you're constantly chasing your dreams or your goals without ideals in place, mm -hmm. when you get an opportunity, you have no moral uh, for, for, uh, no moral compass or foundation to fall back on. Mm -hmm. So whatever that person wants you to do, you're willing to do it. Right. And a lot of times that leads you down a wrong path. Mm -hmm. let's, let's use, people like to use Hollywood, for example, but let's use Hollywood, sports, and Fortune 500 companies, mm -hmm. right? If you're in Hollywood, are you willing to take that role that you know doesn't uh, coincide with, with your lifestyle? Right. But this is the only opportunity you have. You, you arrived before you got there. You haven't made a decision about who you are personally, but now you have an opportunity. Are you willing to just forfeit everything you believe to take that role? Now you're in a sport, right? You're in a sport. You have an opportunity here, but the only way you get this opportunity is to undercut someone else on the team, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I can, I can make this block or I cannot make this block and this person get hurt and then I can get that opportunity. You see this all the time in sports. I played at the highest level. And there was a point in camp where people stopped becoming friends and comrades to help each other win and was only concerned about getting the spot. Oh, well, in camp, yeah, that's totally different. You see what I'm saying? And they that's were doing different. things mm. to sabotage other people in sport. Really? I didn't know so, that. Yeah, so that they can get jobs. It happens all the time. People, you have, you have upperclassmen in college or you have veterans in the NFL who know the playbook, who are supposed to be mentoring you through the process because iron sharpens iron. If I mentor you to be better, but it helps mm -hmm. me become better, the cream will always rise to the top. Mm -hmm. That's the thought process. That's mm -hmm. what coaches say. Mm -hmm. You know, you bring in as, as many guys you can to compete for one spot, and the, crease will rise, the cream will rise to the top because they'll help each other, right? It'll make the team better. But a lot of times that don't happen. People get an opportunity, and now it's like, freak, I haven't prepared myself to be the cream to rise to the top, so let me sabotage. Mm. Fortune 500 companies, same thing. Yeah, very what are throat. you willing to do to get that job? Right. Who are you willing to sleep with? Who are you willing to backstab? Right? 
Like, and when you see the opportunity is right in front of you, mm -hmm. if you haven't done the work, if you haven't created the habits, now you're a little nervous when you get that opportunity. So you know what you're willing to do? Sabotage anything around you to maintain what you think the goal is. Mm -hmm. But you know what happens when you reach the goal, even if you sabotage someone to reach the goal? That moment is fleeting. Because mm. now you got the goal, but now you yeah. got what? No you lost yourself, no yeah. sustenance. Yeah. And that's the whole, the whole point. The whole purpose of of creating atomic habits or thinking, quote unquote, like a spy, doing the data analysis, decision and action is to put yourself in a position that when you make this decision to get to where you want to get to, you know it's rooted in substance, mm -hmm. it's rooted in who you want to be when you get there, and you can maintain it when you get there. If you don't do those things mm -hmm. and you arrive before you get there, that's how that 15 minutes of fame becomes an actual thing. How many people who we've seen become... Great at something, mm -hmm. but then they disappear. Piss it away. Yeah. The it's one true. hit wonders, they make a mistake, they mm -hmm. get in trouble with the law, mm -hmm. they hit their wife, they steal something. And it's like this person had everything. Right. And now they have nothing. It's crazy. Um, because this is something that you're reading in a book, right? Clearly, yeah. it's to help us adults as we try to learn, to fix, to yeah. grow, to be better. Um, and you said something interesting this morning. Having children. And being yes. parents, yes, this then reiterates to us kind of what we already know and we're doing with our boys. Yes. And it's just creating habits at home, day-to-day, -day, lifestyle. Yes. See it, do it. Like what they live is what they learn mm -hmm. and what we hope that they'll implement as they grow into adults. Because it's so much harder to correct things and to instill habits as yeah. an adult yeah because we as adults try to like i know i talk myself out of shit all the time mm -hmm. all the time but it really gave me a different perspective when we were talking about it this morning in the bathroom you were like this makes me understand why it's so important for us to have habits with the boys so yes. like you know something as simple as making their bed yes like every morning, you know, Jackson, some mornings, if he's running late or if he's a little tired, I'll go up to him. I'm like, did you make your bed? And what he hates to do is be at the door, about to go through the door to school. And I'd be like, did you make your bed? No. All right, go back upstairs and make your bed. If you're late, that's your problem because you knew you were supposed to make your bed. I forgot I saw a meme or something that said. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's another book that I'm about to read. The name of the book is called Make Your Bed. Shut little up. Little things that can change your life and maybe the world. So it's funny you use that analogy because it's small things like that. Yes. That people don't realize when if you if it becomes a habit. It's so simple. It's simple. And though and those small habits you can create will help you not to arrive before you get there. Because if you think about that, don't arrive before you get there. Arriving is a mental space. Mm -hmm. I've arrived. Oh yeah. Right? That's how I've For arrived. Sure. But you have it like really. According to who? Yeah, exactly. No, seriously. <laughs> according to seriously. Who? So yes. there's. Oh my gosh, I forgot the name of the philosopher who said it. But most people have an idea mm -hmm. of who they want to be. Mm -hmm. They have an idea of who they want to be, yeah. and in their mind, most people have created that idea uh -huh. of who they are, and they feel like they are that person. But most people don't put in the work to be the person that they think they are. And you know what happens to those people? They get disappointed because they expect everyone else to see them 
as the person they think they are, right? But they still haven't put in the work to become that person. Fraud. Yes, because people can see through that. They totally can see through that. So it's funny that you mentioned um, habits and all that because I saw this <laughs> the other mm-hmm. day and I sent it to Jackson. I took a screenshot, and of course, I'm sure when he received the text message, he probably rolled his eyes like, "Okay, mom." <laughs> but listen, we're trying to raise good, well-rounded humans. It says studies says making your bed. Mm-hmm. Makes you 206% more likely to become a millionaire. Socioeconomist um, Randall Bell studied the habits of highly successful, pe- successful people mm-hmm. and discovered that making your bed each morning can increase your chances of becoming a millionaire. He explains that habits formed, <laughs> right, our lives, and it's what makes everything up. Also found that rich people tend to read 30 minutes a day and wake up three hours before their workday officially begins. He states that making your bed, quote unquote, puts your mind into a productive state of mind. First thing in the morning, making it a positive habit to attain. That's why Jackson rolled his eyes. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. But you're absolutely right. And I'm just like. It's just creating a habit. It's a habit. Get out of the bed, make it. Get out of the bed, make it. I need to make my bed. It's funny you say that. What do I do first thing when I get out of bed? I go work out. After. Yeah, you do. You're right. I go work out. That's that's become that a literally new habit. Is your habit. That's yeah. my habit. Like I, I've adopted that mm-hmm. you know, over the past four months when we decided to get in better shape. Yes. And I've noticed I don't even have to work out as long as I used to. Mm-hmm. I work out 35, 40 minutes, sometimes a little bit longer. But my body looks way better than it did a couple of years ago mm-hmm. because that 35 to 40 minutes every single day has become my habit. And in Atomic Habits, they explain that like, even a, a molecule, when you attach to another molecule, it just starts to grow. Mm-hmm. Like atoms, mm-hmm. they grow exponentially. Mm-hmm. It's just like the days, right? Mm-hmm. 1% better every day. That 1% over time, wow, over the course of a year, you've gotten 365% better mm-hmm. than what you were when you started in the year. That's a lot of accomplishment. It's true. That and, you don't see daily. And when you fall off track, what do you feel? You feel lost? Yes. You feel like, damn, I, I'm, I'm, you know, not myself. I don't yes. feel right. You know, these past couple of days I've been dealing with a lot just family-wise and, and um, I feel like that already is throwing me that off. That did throw you off. It threw me off. Like, through, yeah. my, my mental state has been in shambles and I'm like, damn, I just, I can't get my footing again. Mm-hmm. And I realized too, in that too, I haven't worked out for like the past three days. Yeah. You know, so between that and, and not working out, I'm like, I'm off of a routine that I had set mm-hmm. and I've had in place all summer. And that's why I probably feel like shit because Absolutely. I've, I've fallen off the bandwagon a little bit, but I'm getting back on now. I'm getting it together. <laughs> I'm getting it together. By the time you listen to this, I, I'm going to be holly jolly. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> um, Triple. Yes. Put in some, you know, Triple always comes with the facts and stats. She sure does. But um, she put in a fixed and growth mindset. I already have my moment of truth too, so. Okay. But the uh, Look at you. the idea of, of the fixed game. and growth mindsets was developed by psychologist uh, Carol Dweck. People with a fixed mindset believe that their intelligence, creativity, and moral character are static and cannot be changed. They believe that whatever success they have is due to their inherent intelligence or ability. People with a fixed mindset will avoid failure at all costs to look good in front of others. Mm. Remember when I talked about some of those athletes? Mm-hmm who to avoid failure Mm -hmm. will sabotage other people in Mm -hmm. order to look good in front of others. others, But that doesn't help you become successful. That's a perfect example. People with a growth mindset believe that they can change and grow. They see failure as an opportunity to learn and try something new. Mm. If you listen to Kobe Bryant, right? God rest his soul. He's been saying for a long time, and no one's really been listening. They didn't really start to pay attention until he passed away, was that 
they was like, uh, Kobe, do you love winning more than you hate losing? Mm. And he said, I don't think about winning and losing. And they were like, like, what, what do you mean? You're a five-time champion. You cared a lot about winning. He said, no, I cared about the process of getting better. And if I continue to get mm. better, I will win. But if I only focus on winning and then I lose, then what does that mean? Does that mean all of the work that I put in counted for nothing? No. If I lost, there's a lesson in that. So I look at the losses and say, why did I lose? That's an opportunity to get better. So he never goes into any game thinking, what if I win or what if I lose? Because if you think about it as well, if you go into a game thinking about winning and losing, it creates an anxiety. Oh, for sure. That if Pressure. you lost, you failed. Pressure. As mm -hmm. opposed to saying, well, if I lost, I can learn something from this loss. Mm -hmm. So now the game isn't as big to you because there's not as much at stake because you're not worried about the wins and the losses. You're worried about what you can learn regardless of whether you mm -hmm. win or lose. So the win is just a byproduct of yes. the process. But that's a growth mindset. Yeah. Right? That that mindset is not stuck in the static idea that you either win and you're a champion or you lose and you suck. Mm -hmm. No, it's what can I learn from either one. That's a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Someone who's always thinking about growing is not thinking so uh, linearly. Mm -hmm. You know, they're thinking like, well, well, there's a way I can learn or there's a way I can adapt. Mm -hmm. You know, and also knowing that this isn't the end in, in a loss. It's interesting you know? when I look at the fixed mindset because it says some people believe in their inherent um, people intelligence. Believe in their inherent intelligence and ability. There's some people, and I'll use you as, as an example because mm -hmm. you're the closest to me, but you're also someone who I've never witnessed having the kind of work ethic and um, ambition and drive just naturally that you have. And mm -hmm. that's where I struggle sometimes too. So where I may have the intelligence or the ability I struggle with the consistency and the work ethic part of it. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is something that people lack? Is it just something innate that people lack? Because you say sometimes you can't understand why, for example, someone sees a goal, wants something and won't put the steps in action to do it or won't put the work in, in action. In, in um, What am I trying to say? Won't put the work in mm -hmm. to achieve this goal. Right. What do you think is missing between someone like you and someone like me? Wow, that's a, that's a deep question. This is what I will say. Our mindsets are completely different, right? Um, you have an innate ability to be present in the moment all the time. Mm -hmm. And you can realize when it's like, we should enjoy this moment. Mm -hmm. That's a positive. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I miss moments because I'm always thinking ahead. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, let me ask you a question. It's a riddle. What's always about to come but never arrives? What's always about to come but never arrives. My mind went dirty real quick. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all the Typical time. Typical, Ellis. So me. I don't know what. Tomorrow. Mm. It's always about to come but never arrives. Oh, wow. To me, and this is my mindset, mm -hmm. success is tomorrow. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm always working towards it, but it never gets here. Which means I'll never arrive before I get there. Because in my mind, I've never gotten there. I'm always mm. working to get there. Mm. And the way I view it is that there's no level of success that I can achieve that's going to make me settle. You know? Like, there's no, there's no, I don't care if I win an Oscar. I don't care if I win a Super Bowl. I don't care if I'm 40 you under 40 it, top riches. you still be like, well, yes. what's next? It's true, though. Be because yeah. just, just as in life, success, mm -hmm. tomorrow never really ever comes. It's just mm -hmm. always tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So you always have something to work towards. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times... It does leave me feeling like, so my life is going to just be compiled of work. Right. But that's why I have a partner. Mm -hmm. 
who can say, slow down. Taking this moment right now. Just right. taking this moment right now. You know, there For has sure. to be a balance. Clock what, out, disconnect. Yep. This one thing we're talking about is only one aspect of life. It is not the be-all and end-all mm-hmm. that comes to life. Mm-hmm. This is one aspect. And I'm just talking about reaching a level of success you can be proud of. Right. But there's also something said about having the balance to sit in that and mm-hmm. be aware of where you are and be grateful. Yeah. You know For what sure. I'm saying? And And... Every mindset doesn't come, every mindset comes with a pro and a con, mm-hmm. right? That, I would say that's my con, mm-hmm. is that I never feel satisfied, so I never rejoice in a success. I'm always worried about when, what tomorrow is going to bring, mm-hmm. but you help me, you know, see that. Yeah. So with that mindset comes a lot. You look at, like, Kobe, they say Kobe was restless, right? Kobe mm-hmm. was restless. He's always working on something. Yeah. The minute he was done with basketball, he was trying to win the Oscar. That's and so ended you. up winning an Oscar, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's just like, well, I'm not just a basketball player. I'm a creator. Right. You know, like... Yeah, you're right. That that actually is so you. And I guess that's why we work well together, too, in that circumstance, right? Absolutely. Because I'm always... I'm literally just like, yo, I feel good right now. Let me sit in this for the moment. Mm-hmm. Enjoy this. I mean, when you booked your, your role in Sisters and then you got your spinoff, it was almost like a all right, well, what's next? Like, okay, so how do I get, you know, my own film and how do I, and I was like, Deval, do you understand that you're on two shows, number one yeah. shows on BET? Like, bro. <laughs> and, and I appreciate Hello? you for pointing that out. You know? I do, mm-hmm. I do. But, but I then just... you're also like, Kadeem, you say you want to do yeah. this, yeah. but are you putting in the action in place to do that? Are you getting in the gym? Are you making calls? Are you doing the content? And then it's like, okay, accountability partner. You see? Yeah. You, you're my accountability partner to make sure that I settle and stay aware in mm-hmm. these moments right. and celebrate them. Right. But also be thankful. Be thankful to God. Be thankful to the universe. Be thankful to all the people around me mm-hmm. who have helped me because you can't do any of this by yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you have that mindset that you don't want to arrive before you get there, you're always working, you forget to thank the people that helped you get there. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's not fair no. And people working at thankless jobs, after a while, they're not going to want to work there because mm-hmm. it goes back to what we talked about. If this is a zero-sum relationship where all he wants to do is gain access to more things and doesn't uh, nurture the relationships that exist in helping him gain those things, he's going to lose those relationships. And when he loses those yeah. relationships, he'll lose access to gaining those things. So there's a balance. There's always mm-hmm. a balance. All right. I love that. All right, y'all. So we are about to get into some ads, take a quick break, pull up some listener letters, and we'll see what y'all talking about this week. All right, we'll be back. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. 
There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages, so no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes. No nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, we're back. Let's dive right into the first listener letter. Hey, Kadena Deval, I've been following and listening since I stumbled on your YouTube page almost four years ago. I'm a big That's fan. That's what's up. Thank you. Thank you. This time I'm writing in. Oh, this is my first time writing in because I really don't know how to handle this current situation I've found myself in. My husband and I have been married for almost four years now. We had our first baby two years ago. Yes. We're helping raise my godchild. It mm. was a lot of change very fast. Ever since we met five years ago, we've both struggled with figuring out our career paths. I was a chef, but I knew I couldn't work in the kitchen and have a family the way I wanted. I struggled with completing my master's degree because life be life in. But by the grace of God, I have finally found my career path. I'm a culinary teacher. For yes. my husband, it has also been a struggle. Like DeVal, his dream was football, but unfortunately it didn't work out. Since leaving his hometown and relocating for our relationship, he hasn't been able to find the right career for him. We would both love for him to have a career where he can have a healthy work-life balance so we can grow our family and where he doesn't always dread going to work. So my question is mostly for Kadeen. How did you support, motivate, influence 
Val when he was on the road to discovering his career. I always knew whatever I ended up doing for my career would be related to cooking, but for him, it's not so clear. I don't know how to help. Thanks for reading. Much love from Texas. It's funny. She says this question is for me, but I think it's also for you because you've been in that position. Yeah. Um, the good thing about Deval, which is almost spiraling right from what we spoke about, was Deval has literally always been self-motivated, yeah. ambitious, work ethic like another, relentless, unyielding. Whatever it is that he wants to do, he puts his mind to it. He puts in the action. He does the DADA process yeah, pretty much. I literally do. Topped with atomic habits and all that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's been good to, to watch that. But anything that he's done, no matter how outlandish in the moment that idea was, I'm like, babe, Let's whatever go. you want to do. Let's go. How are we going to do it? What do you need me for? So I think just being enthusiastic um, about his spirit of wanting to do something was something that helped both of us because it helped you feel supported in those yeah. moments. And it was like your dream became my dream the same way my dreams became yours. The difference I think here with your husband and DeVal is that DeVal's livelihood was not wrapped up in football. Football yeah, was that, a means to an end that for was you. A, that was a major difference. I'm a glad major you brought difference. that up. Yeah. So DeVal always wanted to be an actor. Remember, mm -hmm. if you read the book or if you heard the story, we were on the bed, yeah. first date. What do you want to do? I want to do that. What's that? Martin's on TV. I want to be an actor. Mm -hmm. So he knew that that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. So football, once it was over, it was almost like, all right, finally, I'm done. Yep. I got my little nest egg. Now I can really just yeah. put the pedal to the metal to become an actor. So for me to answer your question, it was just relentless, unyielding support of yep. whatever it was that he wanted to do and really giving him the the space and the grace to do that and to learn. Because as you were building businesses, some things worked, some things failed. But yeah. one thing you never did was squander away money or make me feel like, no. like everything was in vain, like everything had a purpose. It was deliberate. You did the data, you did the analysis, yep. you decided, and then the action, yes. like literally the walking, talking. That dad was dad. it. You that the was dad dad. I'm the dad. Yes, I'm your daddy. You the daddy. always daddy. Always nasty. Okay. But yeah, you can uh, chime in. <laughs> um, I, I'll say this though. Um, him creating habits, for, for me, creating habits and doing things a certain way allowed me the space to be creative. Because once a movement or an action becomes a habit, you don't have to think about it anymore. Right. And once you create positive habits that uh, create positive influences in your life, you no longer have to think about doing those things, which frees your mind, mm. right? Wait, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to work out. I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to eat probably. I'm going to be on time for meetings. I'm Like simple, small habits that just become second nature. Now it's like, well, I've done all of that. I have some freedom to think about how I want to curate my life. This is the hardest part, I think, for a lot of men. The reason why I'm saying men is because she's asking as a wife. A lot of times we feel put in a box, right? Mm -hmm. I want to live a certain way, but I also want to be able to be a great spouse to my wife and also be a great dad to my kids. And a lot of times we're like, dang, I can't do all of it. One has to suffer. No, mm -hmm. you can curate the life you want. This idea that even, even with her saying, I knew I couldn't be a chef in the kitchen and be the mom I wanted to be. Why couldn't you? Mm -hmm. Like what really is telling us that we can't? That's all mm -hmm. social conditioning. Us mm -hmm. saying to ourselves, we can't have it We all. can't. Every day if you tell yourself, I can't, I can't, I can't, you're going to start believing that you can't. Confucius said it. Those who say they can and those who say they can't are I'm both right. usually right. Right? So if you tell yourself every day, that becomes an atomic habit. I can't be in the kitchen and do this. I can't be in the kitchen and do that. You believe it, then that becomes your reality. Mm -hmm. I say do the opposite. 
Tell him I can do this. You can do this. We can do it together and work every day relentlessly until you can. Kadeen and I, when I retired from the NFL and she started working at Mac, were relentless about Literally. being able to work from home yes. so that we can be parents but yes. also love on each other and make the type of money that we can live freely in the world. Autonomy over time. Uh, thank you, babe. Autonomy over time. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we created a life that works for both of us. Now, certain parts of that life required certain sacrifices from- I was about from, to say, the sacrifice is not- right? a You don't can't skip that step. You can't. The start yes. was me sacrificing my body and my time to play football. I made a, lot, a large amount of money in a short time so that I could stay at home while Kadeen started to build her business. Mm -hmm. Once I retired, Kadeen started to work in MAC Cosmetics. Yep. She had to devote 18 months of her life to being an employee mm -hmm. and working in retail. And that was mm -hmm. a sacrifice she made for 18 months. I, at the time, was a stay-at-home dad who took multiple jobs throughout the day in order to help supplement whatever bills needed to be paid. After 18 months... Kadeen was able to chill because now I had a full-time job and I was I was a SAG member, so we had insurance. Mm -hmm. So now it was my turn to work, full-time mm -hmm. job. Kadeen would stay at home. And we balanced that back yes. and forth until we reached where we are now. But that was a 12-year process Yeah, with eight Shit. years when of planning before that in college. Uh -huh. So the, the fact of the matter is, is the life that you want to create you can create, mm -hmm. but expecting it to happen in two months or right. two years right. is wild. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Give yourself a 10-year plan. Say, I want to be here in 15 years. Say, in 20 years, out, this is where I want to be and work every day relentlessly to get there. You, That's, can't, you can't cheat the process. You can't. And even, Deval, with the unyielding work ethic and everything that I've said you had, when it comes to the acting industry even. Yeah. He's just like, man, there's some things that I just feel like I should be doing now that I'm not doing. I'm like, babe, because it's not in your control. I said, because it's also not a part of the process. Yep. No one just like wakes up the next day after doing a couple shows and they just are going to be the Denzel yep. Washingtons of the world. You yep. know, it's a process. there's a process. You know, one thing that we stray away from adulthood that worked as children and that we crave as children, that if we implement as adults and continue to have, we can probably be more successful with habits is structure. Yeah. Structure and discipline. You always say children work better when they have structure and discipline. Structure and discipline. They have a schedule. They And, and usually once we, we turn 18 and go to college and then you just have some freedom, you just kind of just Because no do one whatever creates the structure for, for you. you. Or no That's one's there happens. to implement it. Let's go back to the days of structure. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Implement them on your own. So good luck to you and your husband. Keep fighting the good fight. Love that for y'all. Number two. Hey, y'all. My name is Alexis. I love y'all. Uh, let me start with that. We love you too. I had a couple questions for you guys. For Jax, how do you guys teach him about his money? And do you guys implement certain things for him as far as for how he spends his money? I asked because he is the oldest, so I assume you guys can explain and teach him a little more at the age in Cairo, Kaz, and Coda. I have a 14 and 11-year-old, so I'm curious to, to know some things you all, uh, you all think can be useful when helping and show them about spending money and be financially independent, responsible. Oh, this is easy. This yeah. is something that we've done. I think we started two years ago when we first moved here. Jackson was 10. Yeah. Um, I got him a bank account. Got him a bank account. And I told him that he is no longer going to just ask me and Kadeem for money. I told mm -hmm. him, Jackson, you can get whatever you want in life as long as you can afford it. Because that's how life works. But you have to earn income. Right? So how we decided how he was going to earn income was by doing things that will earn him income as an adult. So, for example, I don't believe in paying for chores. Okay? You make up your bed. You're not going to get paid for that as an adult. Nope. 
You clean your room, you you clean up the kitchen, you're not going to get paid for that mm-hmm. as an adult. Those are Just things habits. that you have to learn how to do to be a fully functioning adult. Mm-hmm. But you go to basketball practice, you go to coding class, you take a chess class, uh, you have tutoring with Roger. These are things that can help you to be a more productive human in society. Mm-hmm. So the more things you do to be more productive, I'll pay you for. The more successful you get, you become at these things. I'll pay you more money. So mm-hmm. the way Kadeen, I mean, the way Jackson and I started was he gets $100 a month. $100 a month is his allowance because he does basketball, coding, football, Roger. Mm-hmm. And I think at the debate. time it was debate. debate so yeah. the, what I told him is he gets $20 per activity, mm-hmm. right? He has incentives. If he does well at those activities, for example, he wins a debate competition, wins a football game, has over 100 yards, um, does well in math because he's practicing with Roger, mm-hmm. I will up his money from, okay, rather than getting $20 a month for this, now you get $40 a month because you're being successful. Bonus. Ultimately, and I take $5 from him every time he leaves his shoes in the mud room. So just like you get rewarded, <laughs> there are also consequences Penalties. for not doing things. So what's what's happened is he learned the value of money. Because now he doesn't ask me for anything. Mm-mm. We just get packages to the house that say Jackson Ellis. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, well, how'd you buy this? And he's like, well, I saved my money. And it's so sweet. He Ooh. gets stuff for his brothers. Yes. It's the sweetest thing. He loved it. He got chiroparacletes. Yes. And he put a little post-it on it before he went to bed. <laughs> and he was just like, um, to Cairo from Jackson. To Cairo from Love Jax. you, bro. And it's just super cute. And anytime they leave each other little love notes, I keep them in. I have memory boxes for all of them. Yeah. So I've just been putting little stuff in there so they can look back on it when they're older. But... It's it's yeah. ultimately just giving them the leeway and the, the financial responsibility can can waver depending on how much money you make. But for me, it was just a way for him to start to understand how money works, mm-hmm. um, the value of it, how you earn it, mm-hmm. how you can lose it, sure. how it should be spent. And he also has a saving component. Right. So what he doesn't realize is in his, we have the Chase, I think it's the Chase First app or the... Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'm like a, a student or I'm going like to tell you right kids, now exactly uh, what it is. I'm pulling up on my phone so that uh, yeah. I can tell you exactly what it is. But, but ultimately, in this, this app, it's the first, uh, first banking, Chase First Banking. Mm-hmm. But in the Chase First Banking, he also has an auto-save component, mm-hmm. right? And in the auto-save component, a certain amount of money he makes every month goes to his auto-save. So what I tell him is we have to do that as adults because right. I have to make sure that we take care of our wealth management. Mm-hmm. If something happens to dad or mom, I have to make sure you guys are okay. So even though I may make $100 a month, I don't put $100 a month in my checking account. I put $50 into my savings automatically and the other 50 goes into my account to decide what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So Jackson's like, oh. Yeah. So in this Chase First app, he sees his available balance. Right. But then he also sees how much money he has. And he's like, dang, dad, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I said, have you checked your savings department? And he's just like, oh, I see. So it's pretty much teaching him these things from young, creating the habits to go to his account every day, mm-hmm. see if there's any fraud in your account, see if you don't recognize any charges. And it's become a habit for him. Every morning he wakes up, checks his account. And if the first comes and he doesn't get his pay from dad, <laughs> I'll get a text and be like, yo, dad, you didn't pay me today. So it's, it's te- teaching him and reminding him that money does matter living in a capitalist society, you yeah, know, so sure you can't does. just ignore it and say things like money won't bring you happiness. No, it won't. But money will make you live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll give, give you a type freedom. of lifestyle. Yeah. He's also a bargain shopper. Shout out to mom for making sure that he's out there looking for sales, <laughs> looking for deals. I've seen him be on that, be on the phone. We like this yeah. cost that. 
Yeah. I'm not getting that there. Or, oh, I could try this site and see if they have it cheaper. So, you know, just little things, little things that you teach them from now. So they understand the value of money because it sure as hell don't grow on trees. No, it does not. Show sure as hell don't grow on trees. All right, y'all. If you want to be featured as a listener letter, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. Keep them rolling in. I know it's the end of the year, baby. But listen, a new year is approaching. We're going to have new episodes that we're filming soon. Yes. So we want to hear from y'all. Be sure to write in to where, babe? D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right, moment of truth time. Today we're talking. Don't arrive before you get there. Nobody be too previous. You have to do the work. Honoring the process of growth. You said you had your moment yes, of truth. Yes, I had my moment you of figured truth. figured it out. Okay, go All for right. it. And it kind of you kind of stumbled into it when you asked me that last question. Mm-hmm. But remember this, right? What is always nearby but never arrives? Mm. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. If you treat your success like that, you will always be prepared and you will never arrive before you get there. You'll always be doing the work. Always doing just always do, be doing all the work. in love with the process so that when you get the opportunity, you don't choke it away. Seriously. That's mm-hmm. that's really what my message is. It's the end of the year. I want people to go into 2024 saying, you know what? I have 365 days next year to get 1% better every day. And I'm not going to squander it. Mm. not. I love that. I actually have an actionable um, moment of truth. I want to implore everyone because I'm probably going to do the same thing too. Think of a habit that you can start. Mm. Something that you can do every day. It can be health related. It can be, Mm. you know, coming fitness routine. It could be something towards a business idea, towards your career, towards your advancement in education. Just think of something that you can do, that you can dedicate. Was it 18 minutes a day to 20? 18 minutes We're a day. We're it to 20. 20 minutes a day. Get on the treadmill and walk for 20 minutes a day. Go outside and walk for 20 minutes a day. Read for 20 minutes a day. What is it that you're going to do at the top of the year? And it's not a resolution per se, but just something that you can do that you think will help you create and have it to get better at something. Think about what that is. If you post it on Instagram, tag me, Kadeen, this is my habit. Let me know what it is. Um, I'm going to think on it. I'm going to marinate on it. And I'm probably going to like put out maybe a question or something, a question box on Instagram to see what everyone's doing as a habit. I'm going to tell you why I'd be laughing because this is the second time. The first time you said about making a bed. This is how much in sync we are, Mm -hmm. right? You also said create a daily habit, Mm -hmm. 20 minutes. Look at how, look at the rate. For my goal every day. Oh, wow. Yep, 20 minutes. 20 minutes to listen to something enlightening. 20 minutes every single day. This was something I said I was going to start. Right. And I've been focusing on it. It's crazy because you were listening to yours this morning. I was Mm -hmm. like, what the hell is he listening to? I was was (laughs) half asleep. And I mean, I appreciate that too because I'm soaking things into and not even realizing it. Yeah. That's that's my that that was my habit that I said I was going to start towards the end of the year. And I've been on it. And it's actually been helping me a lot. I wake up. The first thing I do when I wake up, check my accounts, mm-hmm. right? Before it used to be work out. Mm-hmm. Now it's check my accounts. I meditate and I put on my 20 minutes and listen to something that I, I feel is going to carry me throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Something positive, something that's self-help, something that's to enlighten me. Mm-hmm. And then after I get done with that, I go work out. And that's Love become it. my... Yeah, I noticed that in the mornings. But check this out. Look at how your body changed. Yeah. From last November yep. to now. Yep. Everybody is like, 
At one point, they was like, did Kadeen get a BBL? Did Kadeen do this? Yeah, and I'm just like- If I did, I would have got I would have got my hips fixed too, y'all. I would have put- There's I'd nothing wrong with hips. your hips, bro. If I, like, if I got a BBL, I You got hip that. dips. So you, you a Jamaican <laughs> and Vincentian woman. Like, woman. Like, that's- <laughs> I hips, know, I kid, I kid. You're built like I'm a like, track you know, star. You streamlined. You got a big true. bubble and you can run fast. That's- <laughs> That's what you are. That is true. But, but um, no, you're right. Consistency. It's been consistency. You know. Every day, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And now everybody's like, wow, wow, what, what happened? This was a year mm -hmm. in the making for you to get to this point. Yeah. It wasn't something you did in 60 days. That is true. So it was a year in the making. And imagine how much better you can be it. next year. Oh my gosh. If you if you continue the same thing for another year, like, come on. Nothing beats the results, y'all. Once Facts. you finally put the action into place. All right, y'all. Be sure to follow us on Patreon. We have all the things going on. Still going into this new year, too. You're going to find so much more from us. Our live show is coming up. I am so I'm hyped. excited I'm about hyped. it. I'm I think hyped. it's amazing having it towards the top of the year in that first quarter because it really just gets like the energy going. It's the excitement of the new year. It's different. It's just different. It's a different it show, that too. We, yeah. The team, uh, Triple, Josh, Matt, we sat down. We put together something completely different. So if you've been to a show, you're going to come to this show and be like, that wasn't what I expected it to be. It was completely right. different. But we've been inspired all year. Talking about um, growth mindset, right? Talk about growth mindset. We went yes. to watch Beyonce on tour. We watched LL. Times. Five times. <laughs> we saw LL on tour. We saw Drake on tour. Um, we've, we've just been trying to consume as much content to see how we can make our show better. And we guarantee y'all, when y'all come to this show, you're going to be like, I've never seen a live podcast like that. Get your tickets now for yes. Love Against the World Tour. Yes. You still have a little bit of time because at this point, I don't know how many seats are left. So <laughs> don't wait because we always get the, oh my God, I lost. Yeah. I didn't get my tickets. Oh no, I don't want to hear it. We told no, you now. We told you now. Um, find us on Patreon also. We're going to have exclusive Deadass Podcast video content as well as family content. Um, find us on social media, Deadass the Podcast page on Instagram. And you can find me at Kadeen I Am. And I am Devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And last, but most importantly, not least, get your copy of We Over Me, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want out of your relationship. Available now where books are sold. And also... In the audio version. Yep. Dead ass, y'all. Hey, happy holidays. Happy holidays. We happy love y'all. Dead ass. <laughs> Dead ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.